God, I'm still counting my blessings. everybody. Welcome back to Ignite Radio Live. We are so blessed to have you journeying with us in these grace-filled weeks we are calling the Song 2 series, featuring the incredible, awesome, wonderful presentations of the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal with worship from renowned recording artist, Seth Schleter. I can say that. I'm his mom. If you are wanting to hear all of these great episodes on demand, go to igniteradiolive.com. And we're inviting you to be more than just spectators or sitting and enjoying just listening, but to embrace this grace being offered more fully alive in marriages and families through what we are calling the seven-week challenge. What's that? We are asking you, challenging you, inviting you to bring your family together once a week for a meaningful time of talking and praying using the Livet Gathering Guide. We know it'll be a challenge. We know there may be pushback from your spouse, from your children, from yourself, but we encourage you to just do it. Go to massimpact.us forward slash seven week challenge. That's massimpact.us forward slash the number seven week challenge. It's not too late. And I promise you, the Lord will meet you there. It'll be the best Advent flowing into Christmas ever. And finally, we ask you to please partner with us. Our full-time mission is to unite families in building the kingdom. Go to massimpact.us and click the partner button. Thank you so much. God bless you. And now, on with the program. Oh, I'm not here for blessing. Jesus, you don't owe me anything More than anything that you could do I just want you Oh, I'm caught up in your presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment I never want to leave Oh, I'm not here for blessing Jesus, you don't owe me Just one And I'm sorry When I've just gone through the motions I'm sorry When I just say another song Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you I 
Nothing else. Nothing. 
So one thing I want to point out before is if you open up the booklet we gave you all, on page four after the note sheets, you'll see this page about the seven-week challenge. So as I mentioned when we started out, this, um, this event's a partnership between the Toledo Diocese and Image Trinity, or Mass Impact. So we really want to leave you all with a vision of, um, of ongoing prayer in connection with our Lord as a family. So to that end, I'm going to pass off to Mike to, the mic to Greg and Stephanie Schleter. Thank you, Andrew. Just, Lord, we praise you. Just want to acknowledge as we come back here, God, that we are in your presence. And, Lord, we give you permission to keep keep speaking to us, speaking to our depths. Awaken us, Lord, to our nature in you. Revive us, God. Transform us. Heal us. We receive you, God. We receive you, and we thank you, God, for what you're doing, and we give you permission to keep doing it. All these amazing parents, grandparents, families, children. Lord, we just claim them for you that you keep the enemy far from them in the name of Jesus. We renounce the whispers and lies and influences. And we claim them for you anew, God, in this moment, this sacred moment, this I am moment, this moment at the burning bush before you, Lord God. We receive and pray that you fortify us, God, with new resolve, new clarity. That it wouldn't just become a memory in this moment, God, but that it'd be a, a, a chiseled new confidence, a new clarity, God, from the fog to clarity in the blessings you want to pour forth through us and the occasions you give us in our homes to truly go to places, horizons of grace that we've perhaps never attained before. Just want to pass. We're going to have a very simple call to action that we ask you to pray about in the next 10 minutes. Pray about an invitation that we believe God has given us as a family and many other families. And open your hearts right now. In the next 10 minutes, just open your hearts and connect with your deepest desire as a parent. Do you desire heaven? Do you desire that intimacy with God? Do you desire that your children become saints? Open up our hearts, Lord God, all the more to connect to that ultimate purpose on this earth, that unsurpassed purpose, Jesus, and speak to us, God. 
Well, uh, hey, I am uh, Greg and Stephanie's oldest son, Joseph or Seth. There's like, it's, I go to Nashville a lot. I talk to like a lot of these um, non-Catholic Christians and they're like, so what does your dad do? And I'm like, he's in ministry. And they're like, oh, so he's a pastor? And I'm like, you know, he, he wishes. But uh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm the, I tell him I'm the Catholic equivalent of a pastor's kid. And they're like, oh, it makes so much sense. <laughs> so uh, growing up in that environment, I now work at... Um, a place called Damascus. A lot of you guys may know about it. Um, I was in my Catholic youth summer camp. And really we exist to bring this generation into a deeper encounter with Jesus Christ. And uh, we do that. We have a big summer camp. We run the largest summer camp, um, largest Catholic summer camp in America. And um, we just have all these opportunities where we want to bring people, bring this generation to meet Jesus, not just learn about him and have their lives transformed as a result. And it's awesome because we have this, um, you know, we have this week long of camp and uh, these kids are coming and Friday comes along and what we do is we invite all the parents back to camp and we have a closing mass with everyone. So it's the kids, it's their parents. Sometimes we'll have a bishop there. I know Bishop Thomas has been there a number of times. And um, before mass starts, though, well, as the parents are coming in, we have these kids come up and they get a microphone, which is also terrifying, giving a sixth grader a microphone. But they have a microphone, and they come on stage before everyone, before their parents, before their, you know, the guys they're campers with, all these people. And they share about what the Lord did in their heart. It's totally volunteer. Nobody makes them come up and say, hey, if the Lord moved in your heart during this week and you want to share about it, come up and share. So these kids come up and share. And it's, it's middle schoolers and high schoolers. And it's amazing what happens. Because, you know, you sometimes have people come up and I'm like, I don't think you knew what you were trying to say. You just wanted the microphone in front of, you know, a thousand people. But more often than not, these kids come up and they share about how God encountered them in such a powerful way, how their hearts were transformed. Though we have testimonies all the time about people whose self-harm scars were totally healed in the presence of Jesus, people who didn't believe in the Eucharist and then had an encounter with Jesus in the Eucharist and it changed everything for them. Like kid after kid coming up and sharing to all these people, to their parents, they're testifying, they're, they're sharing the good news of what God has done in their life. And it's amazing. And I remember this one Friday, after all this happened, these kids are sharing and, and all these things are going on. We had this priest come, and during his homily, he kind of addressed all the campers as they were, you know, going home and to charging them to go live it out and, you know, to do all, like, to, to hold fast to what they, they encountered that week. And, you know, we've, we've kind of heard those messages a lot. But then he did something interesting, and he went to the back of this place and met with all of the parents and just looked them eye to eye and just standing in front of them and he's he the the gospel that day was the the parable of the sower and the seeds and you have this story right where Jesus is the sower and he throws the seeds and that's his word and some of the soil grows or some of the seeds grow and some of it doesn't and it all depends on the soil the soil that it was thrown into and what's so like what what he challenged his parents on he said hey these kids your children the sower just gave them so many seeds and threw it into their heart. And they want to grow. They want to keep living out my word. They want to keep growing in this. But parents, you are the ones who set the soil of your house. That you, through the culture that you set, through what you encourage or don't encourage, you are actually creating the environment where those seeds can actually grow or they don't. 
And you know, the Lord works in amazing ways because sometimes there are kids who come to camp and they, like, they're the ones who end up leading their family. They bring their family to mass or they start getting them to pray the rosary again or whatever it might be. But so often, if the kids don't come back to an encouraging home, to a supportive environment where this is a regular thing happening, then that seed can die. And I experienced this. I was a camper, and uh, I had a lot of experiences where I came back and encountered the Lord. But for me, it was really what I did at home that mattered the most. Because if I had an awesome experience at a retreat, at a camp, at whatever it might be, then that's awesome. But if it doesn't go beyond that, it really didn't matter. It was me coming home and realizing that I actually needed to keep this going. And so I got some friends together, and we, we would meet every week. And we would do this Live It Gathering guide that, that has been talked about a little bit and will be talked about a little more. And we would talk with each other. We'd pray with each other. We'd ask questions. We'd say, like, all right, what's a victory? What's a challenge? We'd go through the gospel, and we'd just pray about it, and we'd talk about it. It became a part of our lives. And that was a way for me and the people around me to continue to grow what the Lord had been doing. We would do it as a family that most of the time, you know, it's, it's hard with family schedules, but just to prioritize it. And we'd schedule a time in. And oftentimes it was right before mass. And you have some people kind of scrambling to get ready and find it, you know, like, where are my shoes? Where's my dress? Whatever. But we'd, we'd schedule that time to meet and to pray and to talk about the gospel and to share. And it's the way that that seed continues to bear fruit and grow in that place. And so my encouragement is to cultivate that environment. To take intentional time. I know it's hard. It's difficult. Um, it's yeah, I, I, I'm one of six, and all of us were doing so many different things. And so it's hard when you have little ones. It's hard when you have so many things in the schedule. But there is a responsibility that we have for the soil of our hearts and for the soil of our homes. And what does that look like? And the Live It Gathering Guide is just an amazing way to help cultivate that soil, to allow encounter to bear fruit to allow what the Lord speaks in moments like today, moments like a retreat, moments like a conference, to allow that to continue to bear fruit in your day-to-day. So my encouragement is that let the soil of your heart, let the soil of your home be the kind of soil that allows the seeds that are planted to bear fruit. Make the time for it. It is so important that at the end of your life, when you're in heaven, hopefully God willing one day, I don't think you're going to look back and regret making time for things like this. I don't think you're going to look back and be like, gosh, I wish, I wish we'd prayed less as a family. <laughs> I wish we like, had scheduled less time together. I wish we cut out other things. I wish we didn't cut out these other things. But I do think that we're going to think, hey, I actually really wish I would have scheduled more time. That would have been more present. That I would have prioritized this. So let's do it as united one body, one church. Cultivate that soil so that what the Lord speaks, so that his word that has grown can continue to grow and bear fruit in our lives, in kids' lives, in grandkids' lives, in our friends' lives, in all these different ways, so the kingdom of God can be made manifest here on earth. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Joseph. Lord, you seem to be hitting me with driving metaphors, so early on the metaphor of the fog and the blurry red light ahead of us on the road, and that may be Jesus, and we pray the clouds to clear so that we have clarity, and we go from, you know, from a caution to confidence, from caution in the presence of Christ to confidence, and the other metaphor that just hit me, I've used it before, but just hitting me strongly, 
Have any of you had the slight hydroplaning scare? It's raining or snowing, and suddenly you lose traction, you feel a sense, and you know where that could end up, right? There's enough water below, or I'll just use ice also, right? And this is what happens in hydroplaning is the wheels are still going, you're on between the lines, but it's possible you're not getting anywhere. And I'm going to say a whole lot of us Catholics... We're hydroplaning, we're doing the things, we're going to the religious things, we're participating in Mass, and all of that is good, objectively good, but sometimes ask the question, a week, a month, a year down the road, do we really feel we're further down the road? Do we really feel that our interior is growing and the intimacy is growing with God and with one another? This is a profound truth of the Catholic faith that was very understood in the first three centuries of the church and pockets throughout time, but has been lost. John Paul II really recovered it in a significant degree, this subjective turn, that this inside part matters. The interior does matter. And so I want to say to you, I just turned 56. Our eldest now, Anne Marie, we've had six kids in seven years. So... Over 25, 26 years and further, we can see families and the choices they made that factored into their kids intentionally knowing, loving, and living for Jesus. And I'll tell you, yes, the Mass, Source and Summit, absolutely. Yes, the Rosary. Our Lady asks us to pray the Rosary as families daily, as difficult as it is, all of that. But I'll say what's decisive that distinguishes those families whose kids hit age 13, 14, 15, 25, 30, that owned their faith is what I'm going to tell you and what this tool is. Pope Benedict punctuates it in his book, Jesus of Nazareth Trilogy. It's simply this, relationship at the heart of ritual. Cultivating relationship at the heart of religion. Not no religion and not no ritual, but relationship And this is the scariest thing, man, because we're not necessarily wired. We didn't inherit maybe dads that got down on their knees and eyeball to eyeball beyond just when they're one or two or three and said, what's going on, buddy? What's going on in your heart? Even when they turn age 13, 14, that we're attuned to their souls and their hearts, that we're asking, what are your dreams? What are your aspirations? What's God's vision for your life, Joseph, John Paul, Catherine? What is he asking you to do? What struggles are you facing? To do that as a family is the nature, it's our nature in the Trinity, and it is an unsurpassed nuclear superpower that if you can start doing it at a young age, you're way far ahead. But I'll tell you, we encountered families that this was like like uh, some foreign language because their kids were already teens and they lost, lost that grip. They're hydroplaning, the kids are into the world and they can't pull them back in because they're in their devices and they don't know how to do it. Let me just say this, parents... The most extensive studies released on the power of what influences kids again and again and again and again and again say it's not MTV in our days. I'm dating myself. It's not YouTube. It's not this device. It is you as parents. They're pressing back, looking for a voice of God to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And it's not just this externalism. It's I want to hear your heart. I want to go for a walk with you. And in my case, I will tell you, I call it the Great Reset. At least twice in my life, I've gone to my kids and said, I'm not, I haven't been the best father. I haven't been the best husband. I just want to hear your heart. I'm not going to respond. How can I be a better husband and father? How can I, how do I need to apologize to you? And just to listen and to say, I'm so sorry. That's the great reset. Start there. When you do that, 
When you take that time to do that, and you do this on a, the daily questions, but on a weekly basis, have a context that is sacred, where they know your stuff, you know their stuff, but when you make it sacred, you put that flag in the sand and say, it's for me and my house, and you gather for an hour, and use this guide, I am just telling you, it distinguishes those families whose kids love Jesus Christ and they own it. It takes the ritual and religion and makes it come alive into the sense of a relationship. And so we have before you, we have you before Jesus, myself before Jesus, and issue to you in your booklets you will see the seven-week challenge. We are challenging you, encouraging you to take the graces that have already happened today and that we know in confidence that the Lord will continue to pour out and show that impact in your home, the soil that Joseph spoke about. We would love to unite as couples and families and groups together in the seven-week challenge leading up to Christmas to commit to a set time once a week, pick whenever that works best for you and your schedules, and to sit down together and do the Live It Gathering Guide. It stands for Image Trinity. We love our patron, Pope St. John Paul II, who said, families become who you are. And what is that? It's an image of the Trinity. Love outpouring continuously. That is what we are called to. I'm often struck by a homily from our pastor, Father Adam Hertzfeld, at the time. And it's very simple, a line from his homily. He said it was the the Sunday where the gospel was the Great Commission. You know, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And how did that happen? Right? This little area of the world spread the message of the gospel through the entirety of the globe. Where did it start, Father Adam asked? In the home. That was the early church. That's how Christianity spread. That's how the gospel got to all four corners. It was gathering in homes, praying together, speaking Jesus to one another. What they had seen, what they had heard, what they experienced, the first masses in the home. That is what we are called to again today, the domestic church. There's a beautiful basilica in Rome, St. Clement's, and apparently, I don't know when it was discovered, but it's this huge, huge, huge basilica, and as they were doing work, they discovered as they went lower and lower and lower that that beautiful, huge church was actually built on a home. And boy, can we use that witness today in our church, right? Let's rebuild the church up, starting with our personal life with the Lord, in our marriages, in our families. Commit to that time in your home. Overcome the struggles. You're going to get pushback. You may be the one giving pushback. Oh, we'll do it later, or we'll find a better time, or whatever that looks like. But we, again, just invite you and encourage you to take the seven-week challenge, to make that time, to prioritize it, to allow the Lord 
the space, the place, the invitation to work miracles to pour forth his grace. So we are looking to start each week, beginning this week, November 5th through December 17th. And we would love to regather with all of you here and others that you invite to come on board to unite again in front of the Eucharistic Lord, to have a special ignite right before Christmas, truly to experience presence for Christmas. I've carried a burden for too long on my own. I wasn't created to bear it alone. I hear your invitation to let it all go. God, I'm still counting my blessings. been listening to a very special episode of Ignite Radio Live that we're calling Sanctu Series, Eight Incredible Weeks Through Advent and Into the Heart of Christ Mass, featuring the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal with worship led by Seth Schleter. If you feel like you missed something or you want to make sure you hear it all on demand, you can go to IgniteRadioLive.com and certainly find our program Ignite Radio Live on any podcast. Embrace the seven-week challenge. God appointed and anointed us to make our homes that kind of place. Embrace it. Just go again to massimpact.us forward slash seven-week challenge. Again, the number seven-week challenge. It'll take you 15 seconds to fill out that form uh, and journey with us. And we do ask that you please consider in this season coming alongside of us. Our mission is to see families united in building the kingdom, God's means of making his very presence known. We can't do it alone. We need each other. We are all in in this mission. We're trusting in God's grace. Please partner with us. When you go to massimpact.us, click on that partner tab. Thanks so much. Until next week, God bless you. I can't count that high.